may raise study the word this morning. How many are ready for the word this morning? Me. Uh, there's two pages, there's two slides today because this is a significant teaching. Um, not certain how long it'll take us to go through, uh, but you have nowhere else to go anyway. Shabbat. How many love Shabbat? The title of the message is, When You Take Time Behind the Veil, You Are Strengthened Spiritually. When you take time behind the veil, you are strengthened spiritually. This is, this is the theme of what we're going to talk about, especially in these times. It's very important to understand this concept. And we'll rely, I'll rely upon examples in Scripture. To explain what I mean. Now this Shabbat, I'm going to be teaching and talking about veils. How many know what veils are? Now a veil can be used to conceal, or it can be used, for example, like Laban did to trick Jacob into taking Leah first. That's why bride's veils are lifted by the groom, to remove the concealment, to see if she is the right one. But a veil can also be used to obstruct. Whether the veil is for concealment or obstruction will depend upon your frame of reference. Now, veils come in various forms. For example, the veil that was separated the Holy of Holies in the temple and the tabernacle. And some which are created by men. And we'll talk about those. Shemot, Exodus 32, verses 1, 7, and 8 says the following. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us out of the land of Egypt, we not know not what is become of him. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go, get thee down, for thy people, which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf, and have worshipped it, and have sacrificed thereunto, and said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Now Aharon, Aaron, makes the golden calf, but when he's confronted, he's in denial. So did a veil exist in this example? to create separation? Well, the answer is yes, and let's read some background uh, before and then where we get to Shemot 32, where the event actually occurs. Let's look at um, uh, the instance where Israel is at Har Sinai, Mount Sinai. Shemot 19, one through eight says the following. In the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they on into the wilderness of Sinai. For they were departed from Rephidim, and were come to the de desert of Sinai, and have pitched in the wilderness. And there Israel camped before the mount. And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bare you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Now therefore... If ye will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. 
for all the earth is mine. Hold on one second. I want to draw your attention to the reference of Yaakov, Jacob, and then also to Israel, the B'nai Israel, the children of Israel. Remember in Scripture, I've taught about it before, when, when you read about Yaakov, when you read about Jacob, that God is speaking to the physical. However, when it's Israel, God's speaking of spirit. Okay, so there's a distinction here that's important. There's two parts. How many know there's two parts to us? We're both physical and we're both spiritual, right? So God's addressing both of those in this context um, as it relates to what he's actually doing at this moment. Continue on with verse 6. For all the earth is mine, and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their faces all these words which the Lord commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord hath spoken we will do. Hear that? They all said that. All the Lord hath spoken we will do. Continue. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. Now turn with me to Shemot 20 verses 3 and 4 which says this. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water underneath the earth. So the children of Israel say they'll do everything God says. Then we read here the first two commandments, the first and second commandments of the Ten Commandments, which are in Shemot. Now let's turn our attention to Shemot 20, verses 18 through 21, which says this. And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. Separation. Go ahead. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God is come to prove you, and that his, and that his fear may be before your faces, that ye sin not. And the people stood afar off. And Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. So keep this in mind. B'nai Israel, the children of Israel, choose to stay afar off. They choose to stay in the physical realm where Moshe is with um, uh, God up on the mountain. Clearly, there's a veil-like separation between God with Moshe and the children of Israel which in essence is a demonstration of a separation between the spirit of God and the flesh of man. Now after this experience and God's words being spoken in chapter 19 and 18, what happens then in chapter 32, where a golden calf is created to represent God? Well, their frame of reference to the veil allowed for the creation of the golden calf. On one side of the veil was the spiritual side where God and Moshe were, and this, and this, the veil, was in the form of thick darkness, causing the separation between God, Moshe, and the children of Israel, where the children of Israel felt like they needed to dust off the old ways of worshiping because Moshe delayed in his return. So we see through these chapters where the people choose to separate, making a distinction between flesh and spirit, and then turn around to go back to their old ways of worshiping as it was in Mitzrayim, as it was in Egypt. 
This is an example of where God's word is subject to a veil. Today there are many veils with golden calf markings on them, where priests, where preachers, where pastors, where teachers, where rabbis give their congregations what they want and not what God has instructed when they are on the flesh side of the veil that separates them from the spiritual side where you meet God. I ask you a question. You want to experience the separation to understand? And we'll talk about this more, but you want us to understand this separation? Here's what you do. Go into your quiet place. Go into your prayer closet and separate yourself from everything that is around you. If you do this, it will let you experience what I mean by being inside the veil, living in the spirit. Try it this week during this parasha. Now turn with me to Shemot 32, verse 19, and Shemot 34, verse 1, which says this. And it came to pass, as soon as he came nigh unto the camp, that he saw the calf and the dancing, and Moses' anger waxed hot, and he cast the tablets out of his hands and brake them beneath the mount. And the Lord said unto Moses, Hew thee two tables of stone like unto the first, and I will write upon these tables the words that were in the first tables which thou breakest. You want to see the evil in the world? You want to have spiritual clarity? Just not seeing evil in the physical, but spiritual clarity of evil in the world? Your separation from one of it? People, go behind the veil. Go behind the veil and pray. Go behind the veil and study. Go behind the veil and worship in your place of quiet in your prayer closet, wherever you can isolate yourself from all the physical distractions that are around about you. Now these tablets made the the tablets that are spoken of in in these chapters, these tablets were made a transition from the inside of the veil to the other, from the spiritual side to the physical side as a means to communicate visually God's instruction as an invisible God who you worship by obedience to his words, not through worshiping idols. Now turn with me to Shemot 34, 27 through 35, and Yeshiah, Isaiah 42, verse 8, which says this. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write thou these words, for after the tenor of these words I have made a covenant with thee and with Israel. And he was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights. He did neither eat bread nor drink water. And he wrote upon the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. And it came to pass, when Moses came down from the Mount Sinai with the two tables of testimony in Moses' hand, when he came down from the Mount, that Moses wished, wished not that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. And with Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come nigh unto him. And Moses called unto them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned unto him, and Moses talked with them. And afterward, all the children of Israel came nigh, 
And he gave them in commandment all that the Lord had spoken with him in Mount Sinai. Till Moses, and till Moses had done speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But when Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he took the veil off until he came out. And he came out and spake unto the children of Israel that which he was commanded. And the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone. And Moses put the veil upon his face again until he went in to speak with him. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. You need clarity in these end times. You need clarity which is around about us because we know prophetically that there is deception that comes upon the world. We're in the midst of it now and it will get worse and worse. You need to have clarity. You need to get behind the veil people in these troubling times. Moshe reflected God's presence like the moon does in relation to the sun. And it is the brightest when it is a full moon and it is closest to its cycle to earth. When you spend time behind the veil, it spiritually strengthens you and your light will shine in this dark world. But remember, it is not your light shedding, but Yeshua, the sun, S-O-N. You reflect his light like the moon. The fuller you are in his spirit, the brighter you reflect him into the world and expect to be rejected because of the impact of the light of Yeshua that you are reflecting and it will get worse as times get worse. Begin to accept the understanding of rejection is who you are as a believer in Yeshua. People, strengthen yourself spiritually. Go behind the veil. Study his word. Go behind the veil. Worship him. Go behind the veil and pray. I don't think it's a coincidence that we follow a lunar calendar. We of Israel are a reflection of his son, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen? Who wanted the veil on Moshe's face? Why? The answer is to conceal this radiant glow from God because they could not tolerate the holy glow on Moshe from hearing God speak to him. God's words will cause people to react. They cannot tolerate the words of God demonstrated from God's glory on Moshe. Veils were, now veils were still around in Yeshua's time on earth, and they obstructed views also. 2 Corinthians 3, 13 through 17 says the following. And not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded, for unto this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament which veil is done away in the Messiah. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. 
So what was the, the result of the, of the obstruction of this fail? 1 Corinthians 1.23 says this. But we preach Messiah crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. To the Jews, the rabbinic Jews, a stumbling block following Talmud and Talmudic teachers. And to the Greeks foolishness who follow intellect that has no room for a God especially an invisible God. Now to God, there is no difference between Jews and Greeks. In God's eyes, who created them? Why? Because we find in John 4, 24, the following. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And come to him through Yeshua by faith, because God is spirit, and we worship him in spirit and truth. But in the physical realm, there is a difference between Jews and Gentiles. Why? Because we're dealing with flesh. John 10, 14 through 16 says this. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Two folds. Us Jews and the Gentiles coming together under one shepherd. The problem comes when we're dealing with flesh. Dealing with fleshly folds. Because God, because Yeshua is spirit. He's the king. His realm is a spiritual realm. His kingdomship is a spiritual kingdomship at the moment, but he will rule and reign on this world physically the next time he returns. As Mashiach ben David, John 6, 60 through 63 says this. Many therefore of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? When Yeshua knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Does this offend you? What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Jews, dealing with flesh issues and flesh understanding, took Yeshua's words literally not knowing the spiritual significance because those words were concealed behind the veil. John 6, 53-56 says this, Then Yeshua said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. Now here is an example of a veil between physical religions and the spiritual religion of God, Elohim, through Yeshua. John 6, says this. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. This veil of concealment, or sometimes obstruction must be removed to hear and to see but how until the veil of man's traditions are removed 
as in the golden calf example. The word of God is obstructed. Mark 7.13 says this. Making the word of God of none effect through your tradition, which ye have delivered, and many such things like things do ye. These are all obstructions, veils that are created to keep us separate from God's words, his commands, to speak into our spirits. Any tradition that, can, that conceals the word of God works as an obstruction to the truth, and it is, in fact, a veil created by man. 1 Corinthians 2, 12 through 14 says this. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Physical veils result in spiritual obstructions to the Jews of the first century, and as a result, open the door for the Gentiles to receive the good news of Yeshua. Acts 28, 24 through 29 says this. And some believed the things which were spoken, and some believed not. And when they agreed not among themselves, they departed. After that, Paul had spoken one word, Well spake the Holy Ghost by Esaias, the prophet unto our fathers, saying, Go unto this people, and say, Hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and not perceive. For the heart of this people is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing. And their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and shall be converted, and I should heal them. Be it known therefore unto you, that the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles, and that they will hear it. And when he had said these words, the Jews departed, and had great reasoning among themselves. So why were they able to see and hear? First, the spiritual veil... In the physical was torn down. Matthew 27, 51 says this. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to bottom, and the earth did, did quake, and the rocks rent. And because no physical veil created by man existed for centuries to block the light of the glory of God through his son Yeshua, at least not yet until man's traditions in Christianity... The, the religion of Christianity, and I call it a religion of Christianity, took over and created uh, new and other veils of physical separation. The book of Romans 10, 4 through 5 says this. For Messiah is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which does these things shall be shall live by them so how are these veils of separation created by man removed and what places jews and gentiles on the same status with god as a combined part of israel we find galatians 3:14 and ephesians 2:14 with the following that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Yeshua the Messiah, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Faith. Next. For, for he is our peace, 
who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Through faith puts us on the same footing. Jew and Gentile, we come to Yeshua by faith. Romans 9, 30-32 says this. What shall we say then? That the Gentiles, which followed not after righteousness, have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith? But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, hath not attained to the law of righteousness. Wherefore, because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law, for they stumbled at that stumbling stone. Now turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 17, verses 1 through 7, which says this. And after six days Yeshua taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his remnant was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elijah talking with them. Then he answered Peter and said unto Yeshua, Lord, it is, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. And Yeshua came and touched them and said, Arise, and be not afraid. So in this uh, season of Sukkot, during the time in which this occurred, we see Yeshua's face. It is when any veil is removed that prophecy flows. When these kind of veils are removed, prophecy flows. Now, not all prophecy is foretelling like in the Old Testament, but revelation comes from past and present circumstances through his word. Psalm 119, verse 105 says this. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word is light. Revelation 10, verses 1 and 2 and 8 and 11 says the following. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was as it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. And he had in his hand a little book open, and he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot on the earth. And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again, and said, Go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel, which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up, and it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as, as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before my peoples and nations and tongues and kings. So when the spiritual veils come and you see the light of God through Yeshua, you should not fear it. John 8, 12 and 1 Thessalonians 5, 5 says this. They spake Yeshua again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth after me shall not walk in darkness and shall have the light of life. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. You don't need to hide the light that radiates from your spiritual experiences. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 and 1 John 1, 7 says this. 
Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. But if ye walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Yeshua, the Messiah, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. So in closing, seek veil time. Go behind the veil. Be inside the veil. It may start out as a physical veil, but it will transition to a spiritual veil as you worship, a spiritual veil as you pray, and a spiritual veil as you study God's word. And when you emerge from that time, you will have more spiritual clarity of the things that are around about you. Hebrews 10, 19 through, 29, 20, 19 through 25 says this. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiness by the blood of Yeshua, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, so much the more as ye see the day approaching. And remember, when you take time behind the veil, you are strengthened spiritually. Find your veil, veil find your veil, and say with me, I will go behind the veil to be strengthened. Say it with me. I will go behind the veil to be strengthened. Amen. It is our duty to praise the master of all, to ascribe greatness to the author of creation, for he's made us unlike the nations of the land and has not placed us like the families of the earth. He's not made our portion like theirs and our lot like their multitudes. And we bend the knee and bow and acknowledge our thanks before the king over kings, the holy one, blessed be he. He stretches out heaven and establishes earth's foundation. And the seat of his glory is in the heavens above and the presence of his powers in the most exalted heights. He is our God, there is none other. True is our king, there is nothing beside him as it is written in his Torah. And you shall know this day and take to your heart that the Lord, he is God in the heavens above and on the earth below. There is none other. Amen. Let us stand together.